0: This is Sonia Brooks, and welcome to the Vibe Juice Podcast. The Green Leaf, that's Lifestyle Equal Entrepreneur and Education Forum, has launched a new series, Business Vides at the Vibe Juice Podcast. Talks and discussions featuring guest entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that are based in Oakland and the surrounding San Francisco Bay Area. We will hear about tips, trends, advice, and how they're surviving COVID-19. Joining the Vibe Crew today is Gary Whitaker, owner of Plant-Based Fitness in Oakland, California. He's a skilled fitness trainer, promoter of healthy lifestyle, who recently launched a vegan meal prep So, stay tuned for more on the power of the vegan diet and fitness with Gary Whitaker. All right. So, welcome to Business Vibes at the Vibe Juice Podcast. And today. We have business owner Gary Whittaker of Plant Based Fitness in Oakland, California.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: It's good. It's everything's good. How's it going with you during uh, COVID?
1: You know, er- everything is going good. I think you know. Uh, I'm just figuring out ways to be innovative. I think that's the biggest thing. You know.
0: Right, right. How do you uh, remain innovative, and particularly as a small business? um, You know, these are pretty challenging times, and uh, how are you dealing with the transition? And first of all, Gary, uh, let's give us a little background about yourself and and about uh, and describe plant uh, plant based fitness.
1: Okay, well, um, you know, I feel like everything that we create always comes out of uh, necessity. Um, yes. And so what happened was, you know, I was, uh, I could say, you know, I was working in a corporate America nine to five. Um, you know, they were keeping me hostage. <laughs> uh, they were feeding me all type of bad food. And, you know, I started to gain weight, you know, I started to gain
0: weight. I love and, the analogy hostage. It's, it's, it's amazing because I, I've always felt exactly the same way. So you're right, right. dead on.
1: <laughs> right. So so what happened
0: was, um,
1: you know, I, I finally started to uh, take my health a little more serious. You know, um, in 2007, I started, um, you know, looking at what I ate, exercising. Um, you know, I went to a personal trainer at the YMCA. Um, they helped me out with you know knowing what to eat and how to lose weight because I was like man, I went up to him and I was just like hey I'm trying to lose weight but I I can't you know what I'm doing doesn't seem to be working, and so he told me he was like hey come back and see me on Monday it was a Friday hmm. he said come back and see me on Monday and I'll help you out so I, I I came back and seen him on Monday he gave me a plan I followed the plan I lost about uh, sixty pounds wow. I went back to my old habits and I gained <coughs> most of the weight back. Wow. Uh, and then a- again, and when I first went vegan, uh, which was roughly around 2009, late 2009, um, I had the same process again. You know, I was, uh, this was probably like about 2012 when I started, when I moved back out here to, from, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I lived in the Midwest for a little bit. I moved back out to California about 2000 and... No, it was 2010 when I moved back out here, but I started getting more serious about my health again around 2012. And I was at the YMCA, uh, start eating the way that I know how to eat, transform my body. Um, my highest body fat percentage was like 45% body fat. Right now I'm at about 17.1.
0: Wow, okay.
1: So, so you know, I've had my own personal journey um in regards to uh you know exercise and fitness and I was just like, okay, cool. If I did it to myself, then I could definitely do it to other people. You know, and so that that was one of the things that uh that brought me along this journey. And then also too, you know, just seeing family members in my family die before the age of sixty years old. Yes. To me was like, you know, it was kind of depressing. It was like, yo Like, you mean to tell me that nobody in my family is going to live?
0: Wow. Yeah. You know,
1: uh, over the age of 60. Uh, And that's, that's changed since then. But, you know, for me to see that as a young man, it kind of sparked something in me. And I was just like, oh, okay. So, you know, I started looking at longevity and living long. And uh, around 2014, I got my personal training certification because I decided to, you know, be able to, uh, you know, teach what it was that I knew.
0: Were you uh, working at the time when you did this, you decided? Yeah, I
1: I was working at the YMCA during that time. Okay. I I was working mostly sales jobs. So I worked time Warner cable and stuff like that. And, uh, I did a lot of sales jobs. And so I kind of like started transitioning more into like the wellness coaching, Mm -hmm. health coaching, things like that. Yes. And I kind of really enjoyed that, uh, Don't tell nobody at the YMCA, but I got to practice (laughs) a whole lot,
0: right?
1: You know, because people will come to me and be like, Hey, this is wrong with me, and I'll be like, Oh, okay, try this, yeah. No, so so it kind of led me along the path of like being able to, uh, you know, uh, be where I'm at right now, and that's with the healing. Um, so let's see, 2015, I started, uh, I got myself a a position at this cooperative,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and then after that, it was just like it was on. You know, I had a, uh, I had then uh, started my own business, which was called Plant Based Fitness, and th- and I started that around
0: 2015. Okay. Uh,
1: from there, from 2015 and on, I had went and uh, you know I was working in other facilities. Still, still having the idea of having my own facility. Um, then, probably like 2018, um, I partnered up with uh, with one of my coaches. Um, her name is Brianna Hill, and we kind of like dove into this whole plant-based fitness facility mm-hmm. thing together. And uh, that was pretty. That was pretty new. Uh, it was exciting. And then, you know, since then, I had I, I've been able to change a lot of lives. I've been able to help. Some people lose up to 60 pounds. Some people wow. lose 30. Right. You know, it's just been a whole bunch of uh, life-changing things that I've done that was pretty interesting. So, hmm. you know. Let me ask um, you
0: this. So when you yeah. uh, first uh, lost that 60 pounds based on uh, the uh, uh, fitness coach the first time, was that a plant-based diet? At the time,
1: no, uh, no, 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 no. That one, that one wasn't a plant-based diet, but it was a high. I was eating like five servings of fruit, five servings of vegetables every day. Okay. So it it, it wasn't necessarily a plant-based diet, but yes. it definitely was a. high
0: We just had a little glitch with the internet, but you said it was a high vegetable and fruit diet. Yeah, a high
1: vegetable diet. Vegetables and fruits were the mainstay of it.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. interesting. Interesting, But I, I think, uh, you know, what really impresses me is based on your observation. First, you first was the observation about your own life and happiness and wellness yeah. and as your impetus to start making changes. And then mm-hmm. is the observation about your family members. I mean, that hits home when you're mm-hmm. seeing people expire uh, long before we know is you know necessary
1: yeah well you know the the interesting thing to me was yesterday i was on social media right and i seen this video you know how they got the video where all the generations pop in the photo Mm -hmm. or in the video i seen this one where six generations popped into a video oh wow i I was like that's how that's the legacy i want to leave behind
0: wow (laughs) that's awesome I would love to be able to say that myself, but you know, personally, I don't have children, so that kind of omits that. But You're I right. am a great aunt, uh, in yes. some, so that accounts for something. And yeah. I guess that my mother is, she's a, she don't know if she's a great grandmother. Yo, she is a great grandmother. She's not a great right. great, great yet, but she's a great. So, But you're right, you know, that it really does account for something. I'm happy to say that at least on my mother's side, uh, my father is not living. Unfortunately, he had early uh, onset Alzheimer's early and it Mm -hmm. began in his 50s. So by the time he was 70, he passed in 2013. And that's that's pretty young. Uh, It's funny because uh, I have a housemate, a flatmate, and her aunt passed last week. And she was like, I think... Seventy three or seventy seven, and mm-hmm. also from the same thing, Alzheimer's.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because that it's funny. It, it, see, when when things are so coincidental like that, right? I don't them as, as a coincidence. Like for example, essentially that's what my stepfather passed away from. Oh, you know what I mean. Like, and I'm like, what is it?
0: How old you know was I mean? he? Huh? How old was, was your stepfather? Sixties. Wow. He was in his early sixties. Wow, that's too young
1: yeah and so and so you know for for me i just think it's like you know uh, the the goal is for us to for me the goal is to help us live as long as possible
0: i think that you know what and i'm now i'm going to get into a little philosophical thought you know that can't help uh but because i guess uh coming up uh in my teens and my early college years I became influenced or into the knowledge of a, a comedian and a spokesperson and advocate named Dick Gregory. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. course, may he rest in peace.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: and he w- went on a mission not only uh, to speak on, let's say, the early, early Black Lives Matters, even though he didn't use that exact words, and I'm sure some at some point he did, but he w- really went around talking about the health of black folks. He wanted to impress upon how we could be living healthier and longer by just getting rid of all the toxins and poisons that they've been feeding us for 500 years.
1: Well, and I think that I I 100% agree with that because what, what he's saying, like this is the one thing that I know, right? Whenever you want to control a people, the first thing you're going to control is you're going to control their food supply. Yes. And, hmm. and and that's the only way you could successfully control the people. because like, you could control you could control how they have babies yes. through their food supply. You could control how long they live. You could control their overall ability to fight back. You wow. could control all that through their food supply. And so it's like you know, like that you know, I, who was it, Gil Scott Herring that said the revolution will not be televised?
0: Right.
2: The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised.
1: (laughs) It it, it won't because the revolution is going to happen with what you put on your plate. ha. Right, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because because that's the to me that's the true revolution. Because it's like now, you know, when we start Mm. talking about things like you know removing fluoride from the water, yeah, you know, uh, you know when we start talking when we start demanding that we could use our front yards to grow food,
0: right? You know,
1: like then policy changes, then our health changes, and then we get like like I feel like our liberation has to come from with our health being put first.
0: Right. Cuz it's a, it's not about letting putting the controls uh in other people's hands to you know mm-hmm. to determine, you know, wh- when you live, when you die, when you can reproduce or stop reproducing or or all of those things and, and and how toxicity if it's already being pumped in the air or in your backyards, we can still have control over as best we can, our ourselves, our intake and our immediate surroundings, we can impact yeah. that.
1: that. That's the that's the biggest thing that you could. The only thing you could control is yourself. Right. You know, like uh, Michael Jackson said, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Right. Or the woman in the mirror, whatever one. You know, what I mean, like you you have to make certain steps and then it makes you less controllable you know
0: yes yeah, strength strengthening our body strengthen our mind and i will quote uh george clinton who said free your mind and your ass will follow yeah <laughs> and literally that's what yeah. we're talking about and, and,
1: and the thing is a lot of the, a lot of those people were talking the real stuff it was just people weren't really paying attention Yeah, you know it's just like it's, it's so simple it's like you know like even when i was talking to somebody about uh they call it the itis. You know, I'm pretty sure you familiar with that. <laughs> yes, I am. And and I was just like, yo, I was like, if you think about it like this, and I like to put things in kind of like terms that make people really realize it. Yes. But <laughs> if you think about what the itis, is, the itis is you getting closer to death.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, hmm. because food should not make you sleepy. Yes. Food should give you energy.
0: Correct. You
1: know, so... Yeah, are yeah. absolute,
0: you know, absolute. And we know that that gener- generationally, uh, generationally, we tend to uh, make a joke out of having itis. And yeah. but really, it's it's not OK. It You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a, a response in telling us that, you know, if food is making you sleepy, then yeah. there's something there's some harm in the consumption of that food Yeah, that's happening to your body. Sleep. Is death. Now, there's a a portion of sleep obviously that's required for our body to renew it, but we don't need as much sleep if we're in a a good state of health as we think we do. We don't need an overabundance of sleep. No, no. Some people sleep too much. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And I understand that, you know, because I I like to, you know, I've, you know, it's one thing to be mindful, to be aware, to be woke and to be a person that that practices certain disciplines. And listen, we slipped and I began early in um, my late teens and and I became into knowledge. Now, once you become into knowledge and you allow your life to slip and change, you know, Mm -hmm. your subconscious is always checking you, but it really is a time that you, you Get into cooperation so that the uh, the body uh, obeys with, yeah. you know, and, and that means that you're being disciplined right now. I, I have a task to getting back to a very key discipline life, and I know that means is governing my food. You know yeah. what I'm eating, the type of food, the quality, when, the intake, the amounts, all those things. In fact, I just got off a call because now for I'm in a six weeks course of weight management with uh, Kaiser on Zoom, mm-hmm. and I agreed mm-hmm. to do it because I've I've got work to do and I'm planning yeah. I, I want to avoid having knee surgery, mm-hmm. and the one thing to do that I'm a perfect candidate, which would mean to drop really 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. The same mm-hmm. sixty pounds you talked about that you lost—that's my challenge right now. Amongst everything, mm-hmm. but really mm-hmm. all the other things that I have planned to do, uh, I have to deal with my health first because that's going to help mm-hmm. me to achieve those other things and goals. I know it. So, Gary, I'll be—you'll—you'll be, <laughs> be looking at one of your poster childs right here.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's—but that's keeping it real. So. Wow. That's pretty, uh, uh, exciting that you're doing this. I mean, because brother, we need people like you. So tell me a little bit about, uh, like who, what type of clients do you have or have you experienced over the years? Who would you say, uh, your clients, uh, do you have have a certain demographics? Uh Uh-huh.
1: So my, my client base happened to be, uh, I have a largely woman client base. Okay. Um,
0: Now, what do you think that is? You think it's because we have the bigger problems, you know, of course, challenges, or what do you think? Or we're just a little more open to lifestyle changes.
1: I think women are just smarter.
0: Okay, thank you. (laughs) I'll take that. I receive
1: that. (laughs) If I I boil it down to what it is, Mm -hmm. uh, women are smarter. Men have a lot of, men sometimes have a lot of ego. And and that, that ego blocks them from being coachable. Okay. And when you're, when you're coachable, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to change. You know, the, the mindset of a man is I could do, let let me, let me learn what I need to learn so I could do it on my own.
0: Right. You know, the other thing. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I wanted to ask you, (laughs) it's our feedback. (laughs) Sorry. You, you go first. I was gonna
1: say, and there's nothing wrong with that mentality, but I think when you're in a dire straits with your health, and and your way is not working, you have to then become coachable
0: mm-hmm.
1: in order to survive.
0: So the thing I was going to say that um, now also that guess there's cultural, you know, we look at the intersection of of coachability. You know, Mm -hmm. and obstacles, but culturability, you have cultural, you have demographics, you know, as far as what geographics you have, uh, age, you have, uh, um, you know, gender. So when you look at all those things, um, sometimes I'm just going to say, for example, I know just from having experience with friends or family, African American males, Oftentimes, they will say about the diet, someone, you know, they'll see you're eating a certain way. And sometimes, particularly when it's family members, and they'll say something negative about, mm-hmm. you know, and then you'll try to introduce them some, to the, something new. The mm-hmm. reaction is like <laughs> running into, uh, you know, uh, a brick wall or. You know, it, it, the feedback is it can be crazy, and it's not just men. But let's say, you know, let's say I, I'm dating someone, mm-hmm. and because it's very important, because you want to be equally yoked, and you maybe if you've been dating someone and you decide to change a lifestyle and the way you're eating, the other person's not feeling that and so there you have conflict and, and there's nothing you could do because my mom raised me this way this is how we eat it, and I'm not eating no rabbit food <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. so I think well, oh go ahead no I think that those are some of the challenges you find that you've run into any of those kind of situations with clients yeah well I ha- well,
1: see, it's different with clients because
0: they're paying
1: <laughs> huh? Yeah, because when you drop that money down, you tend to be a little, your ears tend to open up a little bit more.
0: <laughs>
1: a willing so, student. So yeah, so that, that's that been kind of like the thing that, that's happened with clients is like, you know, you, you pay, but but you know, you do got people that do drop the money and they still want to do things their way. And, I, and my thing is just like, you know, you paid me to help you because your way wasn't working. So you're so not going to come and then tell me how to do it. And nah, it just don't work like that. Um, but as far as one thing I noticed about us as a people, I feel like when we're curious about something, that's when we try to like talk about it. You know, we'll, we'll say something negative. Sometimes people don't have the communication to say, hey, <laughs> what you're doing is really nice. Right. I want to know more about it. <laughs> but, because that, that's what thats what I hear because at first I used to get annoyed by it, but then I just really think I thought about like, hey, you know, my my vegan my vegan food been getting toasted by my family members every holiday. <laughs> so it, it, can't be, it can't be that they don't like it. It's just that they're you know we're not we don't really have those open conversations like that about food. You know what I mean? Like right. like we don't really have. You know, uh that dialogue. So it usually comes in the form of like clowning, talking about it. Right. And, and, and then those same people, <laughs> a, a
2: year later, you see them eating salads. You know? <laughs> the revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. <laughs>
1: it has to be some
0: sort of health balance, right? And it doesn't matter if it's if it's uh, batter, dip, fried tofu. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of you can eat plant based and you can eat plant based that's high in calories. So you know, you do have to watch. You know, be yeah. mindful of yeah. those things.
1: Well, and I think for me, like you know, I'm the type of person. I'm a solution solution based person. Like so for me you, you know, versus like down it. And you know, be like, oh, it's no healthy vegan food out here. (laughs) Uh, You know, that's one thing I can say is that there is definitely a lot of vegan junk food, and and that seems to be what's predominant. Um, But for me, I was just like, you know what, I'll just feel fulfill that need uh, and create that create that other alternative so people can have a healthy option. Right. That's where I created. uh, We talk about innovation through the coronavirus. That's where I created that plant-based fitness meals.
0: Hmm. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that. And before you go into the plant-based fitness meals, and I'm very intrigued by that because I, I think that's a smart, uh, good time, to, uh, moment to segue. But but you created, it's creating opportunities just because we're business-based and maybe not open for typical retail and customers right. coming in and out. There are other ways and alternatives to be creative. Do you recall a business called Cafe Gratitude? That was yes, in, I do remember that. Right. Now, they still exist in Southern California and Los Angeles. I think they ran yeah, into... In
1: Santa Cruz, I think,
0: too. Oh, in Santa Cruz. Yep. Oh, okay. So I'm glad that they're around. You know, I purchased a book by the author, uh, I think that is called uh, Green Cooperative... Business something I can't think of the name of it right now, I'll think of it in mm-hmm. a minute. And uh, purposely because I like their business model, and then later they ran into some legal problems with the people that work with them, the cooperative, so yeah. uh, they just left Berkeley altogether. But I they had a, a, a space in Whole Foods maybe about five or so years ago. I remember that I used to frequent that place, yeah, and it was all raw food options, mm-hmm. and I loved the food that I got, you know, that I received. And uh, now just kind of missed that. And, you know, I and it's something I always think about experimenting with is trying to, you know, do raw and savory, good and sweet, healthy yeah. alternatives. So anyway, yeah. so tell me a little bit about the plant-based uh, meal prep.
1: So plant, plant-based fitness meal prep was kind of like a, it started off, you know, definitely out of, out of a kitchen, you know, uh, I was trying to do it for myself. I was like, Hey, I need to meal prep. I was going to work as a trainer. Uh, I was eating a lot of food that I probably shouldn't have been eating,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: convenient food spending a lot of money. It was funny cause one of, one of our clients just recently showed a receipt and she paid $185. I'm pretty sure she got some other stuff, but really? she was for like, what? um, she was like, I got two bags. That was her. That was her comment, and 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 I and I told her I was like, "Hey, it looks like we were saving you time and money
2: because
1: mm-hmm. you could buy the food, but now you got to spend the time to prep it, and the the food that oh. we get is all farm to table, it's all whole foods, plant based, um, it's high net gain nutrition, so we're not uh, depleting all your vegetables and nutrients. Okay. Um, it's actually smaller, small portions." And the reason is because it's, it's gear for health. It's not geared for you to stuff yourself. And one thing I can say that's different between us and a lot of uh, meal preps is a lot of meal preps use a lot of filler foods. Mm-hmm. So they'll put a lot of grains. Okay. You know, they're, they're, he- they're heavy on the grains so the meals look bulky, but they don't really got a lot of nutrients. Ours is the exact flip flop. Ours mm-hmm. is really bulky on the vegetables. Uh, we were, we're light on the grains. And our portions are that to where you are feeling satisfied because the goal is not to eat, to get full. The goal is to eat, to be satisfied. And I had a couple of uh, testimonies where people were like, you know, when I first looked at it, I thought the portions were small and then I started eating it and I got full. And -hmm. I was like, yeah, because those vegetables are triggering the stretch receptors in your stomach. Mm -hmm. you know, it, it was a it was a lot of people that were uh you know, that understood the concept and for me, like, you know, I've been working at we're working on making the menu kinda like soy free. We haven't used using, using some meat substitutes for people that need that transition food. Okay. But ideally the goal is to get it to where we're uh allergen free, soy free, uh peanut free, gluten free. Oh uh-huh. and, and then that's it. um but yeah, and that's not hard at all. That's that's just easy as coming out flipping the menu. But
0: right. So I'm yeah. looking at your um, uh, your menu, and actually you have ten items. It looks impressive. The sesame yep. garlic noodle bowl, chickpea fajita pl- platter, platter, the Greek freak salad. I love Greek salads. Yep. Um, okay, with the feta calamatas. Uh, kal- yeah. And the pizza pizza burger, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Un tuna salad. Does it taste like tuna?
1: It does. It does taste like tuna. It's made from chickpeas.
0: Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, and Southern Dirty Rice. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so so what so what we try to do is we try to, you know, uh take things people are familiar with. We definitely do both. You know, so we try to give people a variety of stuff. So basically what happens if somebody was the place of order, they would we, we just have it to where you just choose if you want 10 meals or 15 meals um, and you get everything that's on the menu. If you do 15 meals, we just add extra meals in there. OK. Um, but the, the goal is to give you a variety. I think the problem is, is that uh, most meal preps don't have a strong enough variety and so it's harder to, uh, you know, it's harder to keep people committed to it.
0: So I'm not really familiar with the idea of a meal prep. So is that similar to home chef and those type of things? Um, or... the, the, the meal prep is something that people do when they have
1: fitness goals. Oh, okay. You know, so it, it's kind of set up to where, you know, if you got fitness goals, then you, you do meal prep. That's what you do because it helps you to... Um, you know, stay within your range. You don't eat out a lot, you know, so that's the, that's the whole purpose of the
0: meal prep. So how does it work? I mean, as far as freshness, do they come like if they buy 10 meals, how long would the 10 or 15 meals last? Do they come repeatedly? Is some of it frozen? Uh, none of it's frozen. All of
1: it's fresh. All of it's from the table. Okay. Um, if someone were to do it, you, you we're we're uh we're doing subscriptions now too as well. So a person will have like a monthly subscription and um then every week they will come pick up their meals. Um uh let's see. None of us frozen, all of us fresh. Uh what was the question that you asked
0: me too as well? So so how long would fifteen meals, like how many how days? Yeah. So
1: the thing is it could last anywhere from I would say it shouldn't last no more than five days. Okay. You know, and the only reason why I say that is because, you know, the food that's fresh goes bad. Right. And so if that's the case, then, you know, you don't want to be eating. Most people try to, like, stretch it. And I'm like, yeah, you can, but you don't necessarily want to. Okay. You, know what I'm saying? you, you Everything loses its quality. As you, you know, as time goes on, like if I got a fresh fruit salad, yes, like three, we know that fruit salad is gonna change. Okay. You know, so I think it's more of like eat it as quickly as possible. Okay. Some things will hold up, some things you could put uh you could put in the freezer if it's a soup. You know, um, but yeah, for the most part the food is meant to be eaten fresh.
0: Okay. Okay. So since this is because of COVID and you've gotten into this now, a new uh, uh, expansion of your business, where do you see it uh, going from here?
1: Well, I I definitely see the meal prep thing as something uh, that's going to be definitely a mainstay. Uh, And we're also looking at doing different things with a restaurant. So uh, that's kind of one of our other side ventures is not yet Uh, in the works but it's it's something that's coming okay and that's something that we're all excited about too as well
0: okay wow that sounds interesting so uh you've really uh come upon you know when they say when we're faced with challenge challenges really just present new opportunities if you look at it that way like you said being solution based and uh and it's just another opportunity. So, um, so when you say we, you have a you mentioned that you have a partner with the meal prep.
1: Yeah. So, so um, Brianna Hill is one of my partners. Yes. Um, and then also Chef Imani Greer. That's another one of my partners, and we, and we've been working together. You know, to kind of, um, you know, I couldn't I couldn't do it without them. they're they're my team. You know, Good. they we all kind of like take the load off of each other. Uh, We got a good working relationship. It's just, it's it's powerful when you can get people to move together with the same vision.
0: Absolutely. And it's wonderful. It's a great feeling to work with a a team when you all have the same vision, as you said. Yeah. So you provide the nutrition value and calories with each, with the meal preps. Well,
1: we haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, and the reason why is because like, you know, um, I, I feel like when you eat whole foods, your your calorie count is automatically going to be low,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that could kind of scare some people away.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: um, according to the you know the American metrics, it says mm-hmm. you're supposed to have this amount of calories per day, right? You know, and and it's hard it's hard to find high nutrient dense food that's high in calories.
0: Yes, right.
1: You know, so, so so we we just want people to, we just want people to eat. That's the that's the key, right? We we just want people to eat the food and uh and enjoy it,
0: enjoy it, and also feel feel better, feel that they're transitioning. Because I yeah. think if you could change your diet and then a week later and, and begin to. Uh, see the evidence of the work that you're putting in and feel it uh y- you know it, it's it's a game changer yeah
1: i i believe so i i think it's nothing more important uh like if you could change people's food you could change people's mind mm-hmm. you know and and i and i think that when people start eating healthier your mind starts to change cuz now your your brain is getting nutrients
0: mhm well, you know, I love this. Uh, the now, let's talk a little bit about uh, trends in business, uh, because this is your sector of business. So, uh, mm-hmm. where do you see? Are you as far as industry industry tr- trends, not just in food, but in health and fitness? Because now that everybody's dealing with COVID, if you notice on television, there are more commercials on the uh, the on these coaching type equipments in the mirror and the this and the that. Mm-hmm. so what are you noticing with trends in fitness and and food well and you know, the, the- the one thing that i that
1: I do is I try to be ahead of the trend uh that's step number one um like that that's kind of like when I started plant based fitness how there wasn't a lot of vegan gyms yeah and then now there's a bunch of them um I definitely try to stay ahead of them but i I feel like there's gonna be a resurgence mm-hmm Uh, once all this stuff uh, takes place, when people are actually able to be face-to-face again, there's going to be way more people concerned about their health than ever before. Hmm. We're noticing that right now that there's way more people that are just, you know, wanting to be healthy, excited to be healthy, you know, that are looking for gyms, they are Hmm. looking for training programs, they are looking to reverse diseases. I feel like, you know, when when someone takes something away from you Yes <laughs> it, it it makes you really appreciate it more And I, I just don't know how I I personally Cannot fathom how uh, Fitness is not An essential business mm, Right I, I, I never really said that But you know I guess I'm kind of biased <laughs> But um, Well I, I agree I with really you said, yeah, I feel like there's going to be a trend of more healthy uh, plant-based products. Um, I feel like there's going to be a lot more events dealing, you know, catering to that. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's just where I see. I feel like restaurants; they're going
0: to be more restaurants, right? I think we already have uh, before COVID uh, that there has been a, a slight uptick uh with uh uh vegetarian and vegan restaurants or restaurants that are offering uh options. Yeah. And, you know, certainly uh, vegetarian options have always been around, but now yeah. you're starting to see vegan. And I can tell you one thing in my building where I live, we have 63 units and the floor that I'm on, there's a a, a young lady that moved in and uh she's turns out she's a vegan. And, and then I have my neighbors who have been living live down the hall. Uh, it's uh, a couple, but the husband is vegan really because the son, his uh, 13-year-old son, <laughs> became mm-hmm. vegan. And what I'm finding is that the kids, the young kids, are starting out and they're getting nutrition and learning about, you know, how to eat early in school. And some mm-hmm. of them are coming home and actually, and having influence on their parents. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Well well, you know, I, I think that uh it,
1: it it definitely uh let's see, it, it it definitely um is something that the kids have a major pulse on.
0: Yes.
1: You know what I mean? Like kids are smart, like I heard a kid was like, Oh, you know, they were talking about the zoo. They were like Wait. So the animals are in cages. Why are they in prison? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and it's it's like it's the it's the kids that can really teach us.
0: True. Yes.
1: You know what I mean? True. Like, it, if if we don't try to poison them with with our own ways. Yes. You know, like, and, and it's it's nothing wrong with keeping healthy habits. Mm-hmm. It uh, it definitely is a good thing you know, to have those healthy habits in place. Yeah. I just feel like uh, sometimes the adults be holding the kids back. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, absolutely. I agree with you, you know, but I, I think it's really wonderful when you think uh, think about the future. I, I'm seeing that the kids are becoming not only more socially aware, they're becoming more politically aware at younger yeah. ages, aware about fitness, about environmental awareness, you know and financial awareness and this is and you only want it to improve with each generation and it's we need this with an urgency particularly in uh the communities of color
1: yeah that is is very true it's like you, you know the earlier that you can establish those healthy habits the better like for me i didn't really learn mine until i was in my 20s yeah and i always think like imagine if I would have learned when I was 12
0: exactly right
1: like, I'd be a different person I'd be like, 100 pounds lighter <laughs> yeah, you know because it's like those healthy habits usher you in to become better
0: this is true so uh, like as with myself I've you know I've became aware it, like 19 20 21 22 24 whatever and all through college and then somewhere along the line It totally went left, (laughs) you know, and uh, but I expanded my knowledge and awareness of other foods and cultures and travels and so forth. And and totally, you know, uh, took advantage of all those things. And it's now and sometimes there's times I tell myself, you have tasted and eaten almost everything there is to taste and eat. And you really Mm. can be without you could do without. Mm. So you know, I have some work to do. I always say, well, first I want to do, because I don't believe in wasting food. So I've got a freezer to get rid of, to uh, uh, first get rid of. (laughs) I need to eat out my refrigerator and my cabinets. I don't want to just throw them away. (laughs) Well, you can always always donate.
2: Donate Oh, that's
0: true, huh? (laughs) Well, I could donate the things that weren't pre-cooked and then frozen or and then there may unless there's friends or people that wouldn't mind taking things off of me but like for example i have turkey like i'll i'll make uh, a pound of turkey ground turkey and then make uh my sauce but i'll freeze it in little baggies small amounts so i'm only taking out portions so i did all this pre-covid right so i'm mm-hmm. kind of be try to be wise and i actually throw eggplant in there and i said but my goal is to get everything out and then once i've done that i i'm not bringing anything new in so i'm forcing yeah. myself to change behavior yeah. uh at which point which means you know just I believe, you know, and everybody has a different approach with learning and changing behavior, which is the hardest thing to do. But sometimes when you uh, cut off your source and you have to start from scratch, it's like, well, this is the time to do it. You right. know, my source is cut off now. You can't go back in the freezer digging for stuff. Everything's gone. Yeah. Cabinets are bare. <laughs> right, definitely. Yeah. So, um, so tell me, um, now that you've been in business now, would you say since 2014 or about how long now? Well, 20, I'll say 2015, actually, 2015,
1: 2015.
0: So what was, uh, what your experience in starting your business? What, what worked for you? How, how was it? Was it easy to navigate city, County licensing, all of those things? What was your experience with that?
1: yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't too difficult a lot of the stuff was pretty uh cut and dry i just i just think that uh sometimes people just need a road map yeah you know i mean like and and that's why you know i even thought about doing some business consulting stuff because there's a lot of things that people just don't know about how to get a business started and running um not only that it's like how do you after you get it started and running yeah that's cool but how do you
0: grow it oh boy those are huge (laughs) well you know what so two things I want to ask you now I years ago I I, uh, ran for about eight years I ran an entrepreneur program Mm -hmm. I saw many people of color and those were primarily uh, the clients you know uh, lower wealth clients and um, people of color Uh, Mm -hmm. and what I saw there were a lot of people that were business dreamers hmm. And but people that actualize business, the percentage probably is like less than three percent of the people that went through those programs. And I mean, dedicated for years. And a lot of them had day jobs, you know, yeah. or, or evening jobs. Um, and I realized that over the years that I did that, that you actually you're not only you're not just teaching class, you become a coach. You become not just a business coach, a life coach. And yeah. because you also have to deal with the circumstances and the environment, you have to have you have to have a certain ecosystem in order of support in order to be successful in going into business. And if you mm-hmm. can't control that environment around you, or you have uh, influencers that kind of uh, hinder your growth, you know yeah. you can't go and it could be and it could be your own yourself. But, so the first thing I want to ask you is uh, for persons that are, let's say they're trying to start a business, but they have a day job and the pressure is financial. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know if you had to face any of that kind of circumstance when you were segueing into business. What was Mm -hmm. your experience and what would you, do you have any advice around that for someone who's working a day job and they're, you know, trying to start their business and get it going?
1: Well, I, I think that uh, when I first did it, I didn't really have too many obstacles because I was training other under people that already had established businesses. Okay. Oh, so, so my, my first my first uh, piece of advice would be to find somebody that's doing what you're doing and see if there's a way that you could shadow or collaborate. Okay. You know? Because, like, you know, if, if you got, if, let's just say, if it's two bakers, you know, and you guys go in things together, you're a plant-based baker, you go in, and uh, you guys both want to have the same type of facility, you could go half on the rent, split the costs. Things always work better when you can split the costs with people. Um, as far as, like, uh, getting started, uh, when you're working a nine-to-five you have to allocate a percentage of your money to that. Mm-hmm. So, so 10% over the course of 10 equals 100%. So, you know, figure out all your costs and, and start, and start dedicate. Cause it, eventually you'll, you'll have to, you'll have to quit your job eventually. Yes. Because you can't do, you. it's hard to do both at the same time. Cause they're, it's gonna take one of them is gonna take your energy, and then the other one is gonna require your energy, and you're gonna feel so much better on the latter because you're gonna get more benefit out of the energy that you put into it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and and with most jobs you're capped. You're, you're you're capped at a salary. You're capped at what you could do. When you got your own business, the only cap is you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So those are my two things will be like, you know, you could you could wean yourself or you could just quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so just, It might not
0: be the best option, but for some people it works. For some people it does. You're just taking a full leap of faith.
1: Yeah, you know? because, because if you don't believe in yourself, like if you don't believe in your idea and you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe in your business, it's hard to get people to... To believe in what you believe and it's just like I wouldn't be talking to you here today if I didn't believe in my business mm-hmm. you know if I didn't believe in my mission if I didn't believe that what I was doing was important and, and I think that that's what it is sometimes people just do businesses to make money and yeah because when you you, you don't want to uh, entrap yourself in money yes because because you could you could be making really good money and still be unhappy That's true. I've seen people with Lamborghinis that's looking at me like, man, why are you so happy? I'm (laughs) like, man, you got a Lamborghini. Why aren't you happy? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, and it's all because we we think that those material things are going to create happiness within us. And optimally uh, enjoying what we do creates that happiness.
0: Right. Well, okay. So let me ask you then. So what is most important to important, need to uh, to be happy, to fulfill a purpose, to impact change, uh, to have money and a retirement at the end of the day? What's most important to you? Well, all of those
1: things are, all of them don't have a, they don't have a hierarchy. <laughs> They're all <laughs> like on one plain straight line because they all have to be there in order for me to, uh, be successful. You know what I mean? Like for for me, I would say, um, definitely thinking longevity, Mm -hmm. uh, thinking of leaving an establishment behind something that generations could benefit from is Mm -hmm. really important. Mm -hmm. Um, being able to retire and not have to worry about money, being able to create my own lifestyle. um, money is definitely important you know i'm not one of those people that thinks money is the devil it's definitely important it allows you to have a certain quality of life and if you're for me i, I like to think of myself as a change maker mm-hmm. i could, i could make more change with a billion dollars than i can with 100,000
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and 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 i think that it just broadens your reach um when you do have the means to create change therefore you know, I'm not worried about starting a nonprofit just so, you know, we could go ask some people for some money. I'm like, no, we funding all of my ideas. I want to fund them. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: You know, just so I can see them go off the ground, get wings and, and work, you know. Um, happiness. I feel like, you know, you, you find I feel like you find happiness when you in alignment. Mm-hmm. It, you know, sometimes I ask people, I'm like, hey, what did you like to do when you was a kid? you know and, and, and sometimes people think back and they be like well I really did like to sew do that <laughs> mm. you know what I'm saying Like because because oftentimes we once we become adults we kill our dreams this is true you know? and, and, and we don't really we, we just like oh that wouldn't make no money well you know it's just like the more time you invest in something the better you become
0: this you is know? true
1: and it's, it's better to do something that you enjoy doing and do something that just pays you well. I, yeah. I know. I know a lot of well-paid, unhappy people.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. But but not enjoying the life, or they try to, to put everything on a weekend and go overboard because yeah. they're trying to make up and compensate for it yeah, because
1: they because because it's not true. It's not the true happiness.
0: Right. Yep. But those are the very very. Uh, very important and very wise very wide tips mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. so well wow um, is there anything that you want to uh, that you want to share with uh, first of all we want to know where you're located or how can people reach you where you're located um, how can mm-hmm. they get a, a, a prepped meal plan and mm-hmm. uh, give us the 411.
1: Okay. Well, r- right now uh, I'm located on twenty-seven hundred six Park Boulevard in Oakland, California. Nine four six zero six is the zip code. Um, I'm I'm doing more uh, semi-private and one-on-one trainings. So we kind of just keeping in mind with the whole COVID stuff. We're uh, keeping really small class sizes. I got a nice facility to where people are spaced out. Plus, we clean stuff, sanitize stuff. So. Um, that's what I've been doing, um, as of right now, mm-hmm. uh, meal prep, if people are looking to get meal prep, uh, the website will be up in about uh, a few days. Okay. So can order directly from the website, um, right now, if you just contact me, you can contact me on my Instagram, which is plant B fitness. And then that I could give you all the information that one would need to order meal prep. Um, what else? We got cooking classes coming soon. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we got we got a whole online curriculum coming soon.
0: Oh, wow. So, the, yeah. okay, and the cooking classes, uh, is that going to be, how are you going to conduct the cooking classes? And that, that oh, sounds those, those exciting. Are gonna,
1: those are going to be online for right now. Okay. Yeah, until, until things kind of open back up,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of our cooking classes are going to be online.
0: Okay, online cooking classes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, offered by Gary Whitaker Plant Based Fitness.
1: Yep, in, so that's, that's in our future.
0: Okay, in in, in Oakland, California. But in, in but in the meantime, they can obtain the uh, pr- meal preps, which are plant based meals, and up to fifteen at a time. An uh, order. Correct. Wow, and that get your body snatched. And <laughs> intact. That's true. Hey, that might be a good byline. Yeah. Get your body snatched and intact. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, Gary. So, well, anything else that you want to add? Uh, you know, to that, I want to thank you for uh, taking this moment with me. You know what? There's something that it, I think in another podcast we we talk about uh, fitness, which is. Uh, health and financial, you know, yep. as it pertains to personal and business, yep. and uh, I, you know, I'd like for us to uh, plan some time in the future to talk a little more about you know the the landscape that we're in and and moving towards that uh, fitness and and health and finance, then the importance of yeah. that.
1: Definitely. Well, I'm I'm definitely down to come back, uh, you know, and and read and read. I do another show as far as, like, uh, you know, uh, talk about that fitness and the health because I, I always talk to all my entrepreneurs and I'm just like, you know, most of them be like, oh, I don't got time to exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so, you know, that's kind of like hustling backwards
0: cool. because
1: you spend all this point. time making money and you're not putting your health first. So, you know, the first wealth is health
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because... I think it was Bill Gates that said that if he could give all, the, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably wouldn't give all his money away. But right. if he could give his money away to have his health, he would do it in a minute. You
0: know. But and say that again. You said the health is the first point. Is what uh, the first wealth is health. The first wealth is health. I like yeah. that. I want to make sure that I add that to your tips. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So yeah, that, that's
1: that's pretty much it. But I'm, I'm definitely down the come back right now i'm over here in uh tahoe just uh you know more a little bit
0: oh wow (laughs) good for you is that a timeshare or
1: yeah yeah just a little airbnb
0: oh nice nice how's the weather in tahoe it's pretty good It's no it's no gloom and and no ash in the air
1: no no ash in the air
0: well then i guess you already know what it looks like here then
1: yeah, I do. I've I seen it.
0: <laughs> it's pretty bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Everybody make sure you're drinking enough water.
0: Well, thank you. You're right. And I'll be sure to do that. So, well, that's uh, our it for our show today. Yeah. I want to thank Gary Whitaker of Plant-Based Fitness in Oakland, California, for joining us. And I look forward... To our next podcast, uh, Business Vibes at the Vibe Juice, where we could talk about uh, more on fitness and finance with, uh, and have Gary Whitaker join us.
1: Sounds good.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Until next week, uh, take care and be well.